Glory to God. You know, I find if you just keep studying, you'd have so many notes (laughs) that you could have a series every time you started speaking. Amen? God's Word is infinite, so you start one place and He shows you something else and you just start stacking it on there. And you thought, wait a second, I better save something for another time because it's going to be a lot. Amen? Look at uh, Psalm 46, starting verse 1. Thank you, Lord. We got a little rain. I don't have to water my tomatoes, all three of them. I am now officially a farmer because I have three tomatoes on my tomato plant. They're about this big. I can't tell if they're getting any bigger or not. That's all right. Farmer Dave. Glory to go. All right. Psalm 46, verse 1 says, God is our refuge and our strength, our very present help in a time of trouble. Therefore, will not we fear... Though the earth be removed and the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake and fall, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Thinking one translation, reading another. You know, we, we, we read these verses and we, we hook on to, you know, I know this verse right here when I was going through some struggles. Man, I got a hold of it real quick. But this verse is an everyday verse. These, these verses that we read, they're everyday verses, and, and they're, they're what, if we look within them, there's something in every verse we read or every passage we read that distinguishes us, sets us apart from the world. Amen? Because if you watch the news or if you go out and about very much and talk to people and, and people that aren't in faith, and then Chicken Little is all over the place right now. <laughs> And he's been hit with so many acorns in his head that the sky is falling. Amen? And, and you'll hear it every day. The sky's falling over here and the sky's falling over there. You get a text, don't do this, don't do, oh, watch that, look at that. The sky's falling. Guess what, guys? The sky's not falling. Amen? Amen? And if it were falling, we distinguish ourselves by this verse. This verse distinguishes us, sets us apart, makes us different from the rest of the world. Because in the second verse it says, Therefore will not I fear. When we choose to make God our refuge, when we choose to make God our strength, then then we choose to not fear. Amen? And when you choose to not fear, you become unlike the world. You become unlike many Christians. You become unlike yourself many times, right? Last time you feared, this time didn't catch you off guard. Amen? Because there's so many things in the Word. God designed us to be set apart, to be different, to, to look different to the world. And we don't want to look like them. I don't want to get involved in their acorns. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to watch the. It doesn't say watch. Watch. Be diligent and make sure you get the 24-hour news stations. I. I don't want to know. I mean, not like that anyway. Because I mean, all you say, breaking news, breaking news, big red flag, or 
Or you can go anywhere. And, and they'll tell you all the bad things that are happening. And you know what? Jesus told about these things 2,000 years ago. Right? And, and He didn't say at the end of that, look up, look up to the news stations for your redemption draweth nigh. He didn't say, listen to, to, the, to the conspiracy theories because your redemption draweth nigh. He said, look up. Look to me. Look to what I've said already. Look to what, what I've done. Guess what? The, the world is going to end someday. And if it doesn't, we're still not going to be here 100 years from now. <laughs> so there's no reason for us to get worried. There's no reason for us to get in fear. We need to be distinguished. And, and I don't mean just like me as professor. I'm very distinguished. I'm still working on my senior fellowness. Amen? But, but we need to be set apart. We, we, when, when, when things are happening and people look at what we're doing, our reaction should be so much different than theirs. When they're mad, we, should not, we shouldn't be mad. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's, we don't get mad. Why? We win. If it looked like you lost, you look, oh, wait, we win. No, I'm not going to be mad. We win. There's no reason to get mad. The things that are going on in the earth are going to keep going on. People are going to keep being people. Guess what? When I was a sinner, I sinned. I was good at it. Man, I could do it without thought. I mean, I was right there ready to do it any time in the day. It wasn't even a problem for me. I want to be that good at being a Christian. Huh? I want to be that good at being a, a man of God. I want to be that good to where I just react right every time. I just respond right in every situation. That fear doesn't grab hold of me when the mountains are being removed. I don't get afraid. Why? Because God's still my refuge and my strength. And, and you know what? No matter how big the mountain is that's falling, it's not bigger than God. Amen? And He has set us apart as His people. To dwell in Him, to, to live in Him, to abide in Him and, and have peace and in, in the midst of the storm. Have, have the goodness of God in our life to give to others, to help others. So when they look and they say, well, we, man, this looks bad. What's the church doing? Oh, they don't even look worried. Why? Because we're all going to heaven. Yeah. Right? And on our way, we're going to have good things happening. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's going on. Good things are going to be happening for us. Glory to God. And, 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 and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to follow verse one and two so that the rest of the verses don't matter. Because if God is your ref, refuge and your strength, the very present help in trouble, therefore you won't fear. Then if you're, if, if you're going to follow those two passages, the rest of that is going to go just like it says. Doesn't matter. Because why? I'm following this. I'm setting myself apart. People are going to be able to look over here at Faith Life Church and they're going to say, well, that, they're not reacting crazy, so maybe we're okay. Let's go to that church and see what they know that we don't. Amen. What do we know? We know that God's our refuge. God's our strength. He's our fortress in our high tower. We, we, we can run into Him and we're safe. Better yet, let's just stay in Him. Right? Because I don't like to run. Let's just stay in Him. When you stay in Christ, then you're set apart. You're, you're in a place where the enemy can't get to you. You're not doing stupid things. Why? Because you're reacting through Him now. 
You're in Christ. And so your reactions change. When things go bad at home, you don't react like the world would react. Well, I don't have a choice. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. There's always a better answer in Christ. There's always a better way to go through Jesus. You don't have to react the way the world reacts. You know what? I I hear people all say, well, I'm just going to quit. I'm tired. You don't have to do that. You can do that. But you don't have to do that. God is your strength. He's your fortress. We don't have to quit. We, we can quit, but it's not a godly response. People say, well, they didn't leave me any choice. It wasn't, they don't make your choices. They're not over you. They're, you know, when you're doing that, you're saying that they direct my response. If they do, then they're your refuge and they're your strength. And you've got very little of either. Amen? When God's our refuge and God's our strength, we have a choice. And we can choose not to fear. We can choose to stay under that wing, to stay under that shelter, to be secure. When you're secure in Christ, things don't move you. Things going on in the world, they don't move you. You know, people say, well, I don't like this, I don't like that, I don't like the way they did. Quit not liking and start loving. Right? You can find a thousand things not to like, except me. You just have to like me. But other than that, (laughs) thousands of things. But you can find one reason to love. You're filled with love. You dwell in love, and love dwells in you. And when you're dwelling in love, love, you're, you're in love. And when love dwells in you, love's coming out of you. Amen? And when love's coming out of you, you're making better choices. You're making better decisions. You're doing things that, that respond and, and, and make you stand out. There's a difference between you and the world now. Amen? There should always be a difference between us and the world. We should stand out, not by making ourselves stand out, but by being who God made us to be. Amen? It's pretty good. I like this. You study it, and then when it comes out, it's always better. God's leading it, that's why. Go to Luke 21. This is at the end of those verses we were talking about earlier, where he talks about the things that are going to go on in the world, and he talks about men's hearts failing them. You know, when you look at men's hearts failing them, we're not going to read that part, but, but why are they failing them? Why, why are men's hearts going to fail them? For fear of things coming on the earth. And, and, and we've got, we could go way back to Psalm where it says, don't be afraid. We'll not be afraid of things coming on the earth. Right? Then our hearts won't fail. It doesn't mean you're going to have a heart attack. You could have a heart attack, but it means you'll quit. Men quitting for fear of things coming on the earth. Men turning to another way, going a different direction, looking to another God, looking to themselves, looking to riches, looking, they're following the cares of life rather than the goodness of God. Amen? And, and when they do that, they get off. We get off and, and, and we do have heart failure. The biggest heart failure you could ever have is not leaving this earth heart failure. It's quitting on God. Yes. Amen? Quitting on what God's done for you. Quitting on the Word of God. Uh, look at uh, verse 34. <clears throat> Luke twenty-one thirty-four. It says, Take heed to yourself lest at any time your hearts be overcharged. you got to watch because the devil will overcharge your heart. The, the world will overcharge your heart. 
people will make mountains out of molehills. And they, they, will, they will make it seem so bad. And they will make colorful stories and get good writers to make it more dramatic. Right? And, and I know we're, we probably shouldn't be talking about The Wizard of Oz, but that's what it's like. When, when you finally pull the curtain back, when Toto, the little bitty dog, pulls it back, and, and it ends up being this little bitty guy that has nothing but a loud mouth. Amen? And that's what had you scared the whole time, and he had no power to do anything. Amen? And, and that's the devil. He's got no power. And, and we don't, that, that word overcharge means to don't be overburdened. Amen? With surfeiting. Surfeiting is a hangover. From what I can tell, look it up in the Greek, it's a headache from, from drinking. <laughs> and drunkenness. So you don't want to have, you don't want to have a hangover and you don't want to be drunk. But here's the one that gets to Christians right here. Some of them do this other, but this is the one. The cares of life. The cares of life. When we begin to, to, to look so hard at what's going on ahead of what we have, right? It's almost like we think this can get the victory over us. It can't unless you give it access. We already have the victory. So the cares of life, those aren't, God said those aren't even our cares if we'll cast them on Him. Amen? You know, that Matthew 6, where he says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. You know, I know a lot of times people don't want to seek ye first the kingdom of God. They just want all these things to be added to them. Because all these things are what give them peace. All these things won't give you peace. Seeking first the kingdom of God will give you peace, and it will set you apart from the world. Because now what gave you peace also takes care of you. Amen? And it differentiates you. Makes you a senior fellow, distinguished. <laughs> Amen? It distinguishes you from the world. Why? Because they're not looking to God for answers. They're, they've got the cares of life. Their answer lies in the mighty dollar, right? Or, or how hard they can work. Or, you know what? I don't want to work that hard. Not for the mighty dollar, but I'll work that hard for God. Amen? If He has me to. Without a weed eater. <laughs> the cares of life. It, it, it says, he says, watch out for these things because in the cares of life so that that day doesn't come upon you unaware. In other words, don't get so caught up in what's going on in the world that, 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 that you forget to look at the truth. These things are going to happen. Yeah. You know, these, guess what? The world's not going to get better. You, we are. We're going to get better and more and more abundant, and, and we're going to have life and have it. But that the world's not going to get better. It, it thinks crazy things. It worships crazy beings. It, it looks th- at things from a sideways point of view that you couldn't possibly make it right. I mean, I've heard some things that, that they make right out of such wrong things. I'm like, how did they do that? I mean, you had to have some really evil wisdom to do that. Amen. We don't want to get carried away in the cares of life. The cares of life take away from who that we are. When we begin to get carried away with the cares of life, we become like everyone else. We, we become very corruptible. When we seek ye first the kingdom of God, we, we are on our road to incorruptible. He can't just get to us. Amen? 
And, and when, we, we, when we do away with those cares and, and, and not get caught in them, and then, then, he, then he doesn't say, watch the news and pray. He says, watch you therefore. And I'm sorry if I'm getting into somebody's... Uh, news is not real right now. now. I'm sorry. You know, some of it is, but I don't know how you could distinguish what part is. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Because we're, we're, we're studying the Word, not politics. Don't want to get into that. Amen? It says, watch you therefore. What? What are you watching? Watch the things going on. Watch what's going on in the world. This stuff that's going on, it's going to happen. Watch it. But don't be part of it. Don't participate with it. Don't. You know what? If there's a fight and you're on one side, you're in the fight. And if it's, a fight, if it's not a fight that God told you to get in, then you're not in the right place. <laughs> right? You know, I know, I know recently people try to get me to pick a sides on different things, and I'm like, I don't have to pick a side. I love you both. I want, I want you both going to heaven. I want you both fixed. I want, I want everything to go well. I don't have to pick a side. Brother Moore preached a whole message on that one time. We don't have to choose. We love everyone. Amen? And, 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 and we don't have to choose anything to do with the world. We choose to do what God says to do. And He said, don't get caught up in the cares of life. Don't get caught up in those things. Distinguish yourself. Make yourself different. Seek Me first. And I'll take care of you. Amen? Remember how that whole verse says. It says, take no thought for your life saying. What's he saying? Don't get caught up in the cares of life. Seek me. Amen? Look at uh, Mark 4. Mark 4.18. Uh, the parable of the sower. We're talking about making ourselves different. You want to be different? Be fruitful. Right? There's four kinds of ground here. All four of them heard the Word. Amen? All four people had hearts that heard the Word. But only one of them bore fruit. That made them different. Why? Because they bore fruit. The other three bore no fruit. You want to, you want to distinguish yourself? Bear fruit. How do you do that? Well, in this part, well, the first one don't have a hard heart. Second one, don't have a stony heart. And right here again, don't get caught up in the cares of life. The cares of life will choke out your fruit. They will make you look like everyone else. We don't want to look like everyone else. When things are happening in this world, we don't want to look like everyone else. We don't want to argue like everyone else. We want to be like Jesus who, who, who kept his mouth quiet and then when he had an answer, he stood up and he gave it and nobody could say a word. All they could do is throw their stones down and leave. That's who we want to be like. That he, there, there's not been a person like him since that's been so set apart from the world. There's been many that are doing that did good, Paul, and there's been others, many in this crowd that have done good. Right? But Jesus is our standard. He's our standard. He's what sets us apart. When we have Jesus Christ in our life and we abide in Him and His Word abide in us, then we're set apart. Why? Because we're in Him. We're no longer in the world. We're no longer looking to the world for our answers. We got our answers inside Him and coming out of us. Why? Because it's in the Word and it's in Him. You can't lose that way. Amen? It says, if you abide in Me and My Word abide in you, ask what you will. you got to have both of those. 
But that sets us apart. Because again, there's a lot of people that go to church and, and have asked Jesus into their heart, but are they allowing now His Word to abide in them? His, that's, that's what you, His Word directing them, His Word giving them their next movement, their response, their, everything they do now relies on what God said. No longer does it rely on my feelings. Right? <laughs> yeah, right? Well, I'm mad and I'm just going to say it. No. <laughs> no. We're not doing that anymore. That's not an option for us. We're set apart. We're the redeemed. It says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Well, what are we going to say? I'm redeemed, but I don't like you. Right? I'm redeemed, but I'm not doing it. I'm redeemed. I'll go to church when I want. I'm redeemed. You, don't have, you can't tell me I'm not redeemed. I'm redeemed. That's not the kind of redeemed he's talking about. He's, he's talking about the kind of people who know that they're redeemed and they're set apart. And when somebody comes to them and says, who are you? You say, I'm the redeemed of the Lord and he's got a place for you too. Amen. I'm set apart. The reason it looks different in my life is because of what God's done and what God's doing. He's done it in me. He's doing it through me. And now I'm able to stand back and be set apart. And when people look at me and they say, well, is this going to come on you? No. It's coming on the world. It's not coming on me. Amen? We're in the world. We're not of the world. The things that affect the world don't have to affect us. They can affect us. But they don't have to affect us. Amen? We're not going to be affected by us. These are those which were sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things enter in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. What makes us stand apart is when we receive the word with joy. Amen? And when we receive that word, it bears fruit in our life. Why? Because we didn't have all these other things blocking it. That's what makes us stand out. You're one in four. Amen? One in four. That's going to make you stand out. The other three look just alike. We don't want to look like the world. When we're out of this church, we should not look like... We should look... We should have the same smile outside this church as you have when you're in this church. Right? Right? The, the church is not a hospital for Christians. It's a gym. <laughs> it's a gym. We come here to work out and grow and get bigger in God so that we can go out and do the things He's called us to do. Not so we can come in here and get better. You can come in here and get better, but you can get better out there. You're different. You can be healed all the time. Amen? I mean, I'm not... I'm glad that my gym's in my house so I don't have to go anywhere. But when we come to church, let's exercise like we mean business. We're not going to be the same when we leave here. Not because we're going to be changed more. We're going to get, we're going to be bigger. We're going to be on the inside. We're going to be bolder. We're going to be louder. We're going to, what? Because we love God and that love is in us and on us and through us and we can't keep quiet. Right? And Monday morning when something doesn't go right, we're not going to go, oh, I knew that church stuff didn't work. Brother Moore said everything's good and God's good and He loves us and He's going to do good things for us and look at my day. And it's only 8.01. Your day hadn't even started. 
If you could just overcome that moment, <laughs> you know, no telling what you could get to. But, you know, most people in the world, they walk into their job expecting a bad Monday. What do they say? It's Monday and it looks like it's going to be Monday all week. Well, thank God, because this is still the day the Lord has made. He made Mondays. He made Mondays and Fridays and Saturdays. He made all days. And He didn't make anything bad. He made them good. And He put us in a place where no matter what's going on, we can overcome. Sometimes overcoming is getting a good attitude when everything around you is not good. You overcame. Why? Because you chose to trust God when it didn't look like good things were going to happen and you allowed Him access into a situation that He'd have had no access to otherwise. Amen? And when we do that, we get good things from God. We give Him access to things that He didn't have access before. We don't want the cares of these world choking us out. We want to be different. Amen? We want to be set apart. Look at Exodus. Here's a good, good example of set apart. Exodus 8. This is when Pharaoh and Moses... Pharaoh was arguing. Moses was telling him to let my people go. Moses wasn't arguing with him why he should let him go. He was merely quoting what God told him. He said, let our people go. This, This is the word from the Lord. Time for you to let them go. And Pharaoh's arguing and they're... Moses says, well, there's going to be a, a plague. I think this is the swarm of flies. Look at the verse 8, uh, verse 22. Chapter 8, verse 22. And it says, And I will sever in that day the land of Goshen. What's he saying? He's saying, I'm going to cut, put a cut right here and land it from this point, from Egypt and this way, in the land of Goshen. Everything that happens in the world will not happen in this land. Why? Because that's where my people dwell. That's where my people dwell. What's he saying? My people dwell in the land I gave them. They dwell in God. And in this land, there won't be plagues. There won't be bad things happening. And, and he said, I'm going to sever that's pretty good. And that's sometimes what we have to do to the world. We have to say, you know what? I'm not getting in with you. And you know what? I'm staying over here. I'm not getting in that. I have, you have to pull yourself away. And that doesn't mean you call the world evil. You call, it's just not your job. Your job is to believe they'll get saved. Our, you, know, you know, in all this that's going on in the world, our place, our call does not change. Our call always remains the same. Preach the gospel to every creature. That's our call. Go into all the world and preach. That's our call. People say, yeah, but look what's going on. It doesn't matter. The person you like the least is the one needing ministry the most. Because it's not your spirit that doesn't like them. It's your flesh that doesn't like them. Because your flesh likes this and their flesh likes this. And we're not talking about fleshy things. We're talking about spiritual things. And in spiritual things, we can have God answers. We can be set apart. We can respond and react the way He would respond and react. The way He's given us to respond and react. We don't have to respond like the world. 
He said, I will sever, put a difference between, is literally what that means. He said, I'll put a difference. I'll distinguish my people from the people of the world. That's what he's still doing today. That's what Jesus did. When you ask Jesus into your life and make him Lord, it distinguishes you from the world. You are now marked forever as God's. Amen? And that's your first distinguishing moment. That's your first, I'm different than everyone else that's not got Jesus. I'm like a whole lot of people, but I'm different than the world. Amen? That's, that's what baptism is. When you're baptized, you're identifying as one of His. It's literally spiritual circumcision. You are now marked forever as Christ. Glory to God. You know, because when real circumcision happened, that's how they knew you were Jewish. Right? And now, baptism, that's how they know you're His. You're standing up, you're saying, I'm Jesus. I'm with Him. I'm part of Him. I associate with Him. I, he's my hero. He's my Savior. He's my Lord. I, he's everything to me. Amen? And, and when we associate with Him, we, we, we make ourselves different. We, or I shouldn't say that. We be made different. Amen? You made the choice to be different. But it was him that made you different. He separated. He severed. He made a difference between you and them. And he said, and I will set apart in that day the land of Goshen in which my people dwell. My people abide there, remain there, continue in, and stay in Goshen. Guess what? If they hadn't, they would have experienced flies. If we refuse to abide in Him and His Word abide in us, if we refuse to abide in God and dwell in God and dwell in love and, and love dwell in us, then we can experience everything the world's experiencing. They could have. I don't know. Maybe somebody did. Maybe somebody said, let's go check out those flies. And they probably ran right back into Goshen and said, that's really stinky. Right? But 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 he made a he made a separation between his people. His people looked way different than what was going on in the world. Imagine the people in the world had bites all over them. Fly bites. Yeah, they were probably big deer fly too, the ones that really bite you and you don't even know they're on you. Don't you hate those? They like my swimming pool for some reason. I'm like, get out of my pool. I'm like, this is Goshen. Leave my pool alone. <laughs> Amen. He said, he said, he said, the land of Goshen in which my people dwell there, that no swarms of flies shall be there. And the end thou mayest know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. In other words, I'm pulling them out. I'm separating them. I'm calling them who they are. They're mine. And, and when he calls you yours, you're immediately different. Your, your heart should be different. Your attitude should be different. Your responses and reactions should be different. Your, your, your love for others should change. Your, your compassion towards people should change. Why? Because you're God's. You are now love's. You are owned by love. You are walking in love. You are dwelling in love, and love is dwelling in you. You're encompassed by love. So everything that's in you is love, and everything that's out of you is love. And you begin to react in such a way that it causes people to succeed because love never fails. 
And when we walk in that love and live in that love and abide in that love, then we don't fail and the people around us have the opportunity not to fail. Amen? That's a good thing. Glory to God. Verse 23, he said, And I will put a division between my people and thy people. Tomorrow this sign shall be. Amen? God put a division... When Jesus died, he said, everyone that believes on him will be saved. Everyone that doesn't, condemned. Amen? Now, it wasn't, he didn't put the condemned in there. He said they were already condemned because they didn't believe. Right? You know, a lot of people say he caused division. No, he put a divider in. Everybody on this side can come to this side. There's nothing holding you back. There's no wall there. There's just... A come to Jesus moment that you got to have. And when you come to Jesus, then immediately you go from like everyone else to different. Why? Because you're now set apart as His, called to Him. Amen? Amen. And, and, and there's a difference between you and them. And there should always be a difference between us and the world. Don't allow the things that are going on in the world today to make you look like everyone else. If it makes you mad, quit looking at it. Right? If God wants you to do something about anything that's going on, He can give you a word. And He won't do it through some mediums that my people might think He will without saying any more about that. Amen? Look at Second Corinthians chapter 6. We're setting ourselves apart. Making a difference. Amen? I want to be different. I don't, I don't want to walk in somewhere and they say, ah, he's just like them. And I don't want to have to wear a red nose and a, and a red hat and clown shoes to look different. You know, the world is working so hard to be different that what, that's why it's getting worse and worse because they have to surpass the, the worst that the last person did, you know, so that they can stand out. Wouldn't it be easier just to stand out as one of his? Amen. Amen? Stand out as the anointed rather than the antichrist. Yeah. Amen? That's what I want to do. Second Corinthians 6, verse 14, it says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. What's he saying? Stand out from unbelievers. Be different than unbelievers. Don't, don't be yoked with them. Don't, don't look the same. If you, whoever you're yoked with, you look like. You're pulling the same wagon. You're pulling the same load. You're helping them. <laughs> you don't want to be their help. Right? We want, we want to be God's help. And he said, be, be, he said, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. And then he goes, then he tells you how not to be. He says, for what fellowship participate with or share in fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? He says, stand out from unrighteousness with your fellowship. How do, how do you stand out from unrighteousness? Who do you fellowship with? Righteousness. Amen? And again, people take this and they walk out of love with it. They say, that's right, don't have anything to do with those sinners. Well, if you don't, they're going to hell. That's not what he said. He said, don't yoke to them. Don't associate yourself with them. Minister to them out of love. Amen? People say, oh, you've got to separate yourself from those old sinners. No, you don't. What you do will separate you. Amen. 
You don't have to do a thing except for what God said. Fellowship with righteousness. You want to separate yourself? Fellowship with righteousness. Fellowship with people talking the right thing, rejoicing in the Lord, people loving God, people... Tomorrow we're going to fellowship. We're going to fellowship at both churches with all the people that come to work. And, and it, you know, we're going to do it while we're working. But that's what, you're, you're with people of like kind, like mind. You're, you're not going to stand out tomorrow because you're going to be here. You, you know what? We're never going to stand out in church. Truth. Right? We learn how to stand out in church, but we stand out in the world. Because we're like everyone here, right? Bunch of tongue talking Jesus people that just got it going on. Amen? <clears throat> it says, don't fellowship. What fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion? What communication? And that word also crosses over fellowship. What communication fellowship has light with darkness? What's he saying? Don't have communication with darkness. Light doesn't have anything to do with darkness. Light expels darkness. Do you know that the the definition of darkness is the absence of light, but the definition of light is not the absence of darkness? Because light is light. You You can't expel light. Light will always win over darkness. Wherever if light comes into the darkest room, if it's a needle head pin light, you will see that light. You cannot hide light with darkness, but you can eliminate darkness with light. But they have no, they, they have no common ground. We don't, we don't become common with darkness. Again, if you are a light, what should you do? Go into the darkness. Lead people out of the darkness. Show people the light. Let your light shine. So that pe- so men shall see your good works and glorify God. That's what it, we're, we're, th- those those are two things right there that can keep us from that can separate us, separate us from the world. Amen. Just two. Don't don't have communion. What what communion does does uh, light have with darkness? And what concord, harmony, or agreement has Christ with Belial? None. There is no commonalities. Is that a word? I like it. Very professorly. There are no commonalities between Christ and the devil. None. They don't work together. That's why I don't like it when people say, well, God used Satan to teach Job. He allowed him. No, no, and no. God doesn't work with the devil. He has no, he has nothing. There's nothing in the devil that's of God. That he doesn't employ him, pay him to do anything. If you learned from the devil, you learned the wrong way. I've learned from the devil, and there would have been an easier way to learn. It was my choice, your choice. When we do something stupid and we learn from a mistake, you can't learn from mistakes. Or you could just get the answer. Right? Isn't it so much easier to not have to do extra credit in school and just get the answer right the first time? See, I didn't get the answer right so many times, so I had to go beg the teacher, can I do something for extra credit? He says, you know, Mom's not going to like an F. I might get by with a D, but I really need a C. And she wasn't happy with Cs, but I was pretty stupid. Not, Not dumb, stupid. I was really smart, but I was really stupid. 
if that can make sense to you. <laughs> Amen? So what concord does or harmony or agreement has Christ with Belial? We don't have concord. So our harmony, our harmony defines us. Our harmony with who? Christ. Our harmony with the anointing. Our harmony with the things of God. Our harmony with the people of God. That's, that's what defines us. Then he says, and, or, or what part, portion, or share has he that believes with an infidel? What, what part or portion or share do you have with an unbeliever? You don't. You, you want to share with them so they don't be an unbeliever anymore, but you don't join with them because you're not going to be pulling in the right direction at that point. You don't take part with unbelievers. You keep part, you keep part with believers. And again, this is not exclusion. We're going into the world. Right? We're in the spiritual gym right now, working out. We're getting strong together. All like-minded people working out in Christ. And we're going to go out into the world and we're going to be ready. We're not going to scream and yell and, and try to push our way in like the world does. That's how it does. If you notice that more people scream and yell to get their way these days... Christians should never do that. Ever. Ever. Never. Ever. I don't care if they served you six wrong meals in a row, eat all six of them, pay for all six of them, and leave. Woo, got quiet. Let's try over here. If you have to yell to get your way, then you're not listening to God. Because first of all, your way is meism, right? Well, I just want it. I just do. Me too, right? Think about all the things going on in the world with the I movements and the me movements, and we're, we're going in the God movements. Amen. In Him, we live and move and have our being. Amen? We're not going to the world for our resource. We're not going to them to look at how they got their way so we can get our way. We got our way. We got the way of God. Amen? That's my way. Why? Because I dwell in Him and He dwells in me and that's His way is my way. His people are my people. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. And he says, And what agreement... In company with or in, in accord with has the temple of God with idols. For you are the temple of the living God. And God has said, I will dwell in them and I will walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. And what's he saying? He's saying, he's saying what's going to separate you? Because the very next verse he says, Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate. That word separate means sever. Same word as in Exodus. Sever. Be separate. Be divided from. How do you be divided from? You fellowship with righteousness. You communicate with light. You, you have harmony with Christ. You, you share. You take part of with believers. And you agree with the temple of God. That's how you separate yourself. If you're ever looking for a way to separate yourself, you look at these verses and say, okay, am I fellowshipping with righteousness? Is, is it, is it what I'm participating in? Or am I participating in unrighteousness? Am I looking for things to do that are wrong and, and then, then yelling grace, grace? <laughs> the air conditioner went off, got really quiet. 
Yeah, I used to do that. I'd say, I can go do whatever I want, you know, because once saved, always saved. <laughs> you wonder if, wonder if saved. You, you're glad you didn't die at that moment, aren't you? Huh? <laughs> God's merciful, so I'm, I'm just going to be thankful and, and leave that one there. Amen. So, wherefore, come out from among them. In other words, be different. How, what, what makes you more different than anything? You fellowship with righteousness. You have harmony with, with Christ. You, you don't fellowship or communicate darkness. You don't communicate with darkness. You don't, you don't have anything to do with these things. You have stuff to... And this isn't about you being good. It's about you doing what God asks you to do, and you will be good. Amen? You're not separate. You're, you're, the way you separated yourself is by doing these five things. When we do these five things, when we keep harmony with Christ, when we have fellowship with, with one another, if we have fellowship with righteousness, if, when we do these things, we immediately look different. Why? Because we chose to do the right thing when everyone else chose to do the wrong thing. Dave, I just need you to tell him this. If, if you can just tell I know it's not true, but if you can just tell him this. No, I can't. What would you just do? Because if I do that, now I'm in fellowship with unrighteousness. Amen? Or if I throw a fit, then now I'm in disagreement with Christ. Amen? You know, we can look at the harsh things, but we can look at the real easy things that we just do. If I just say anything off the top of my head that, that because I, that's how I feel, I feel like this and that's what I'm going to say, then, then I'm out of fellowship with righteousness. I'm walking in darkness. Why? Because it says if you hate your brother, you're in darkness. Amen? We, we, we want to be separate. We want to come out from among them and we want to be different. We want to walk out there in love. And we want to work in love. We want to operate in love. We want, we want to be kind when everyone in the whole place is being mean. You guys ever given a, like a really good tip to a waitress and you just knew she was having a bad day? That's the kindness of God. It'll turn their whole day around. Or just said a nice word to somebody that was hurting. Or we got to look for places to let our difference shine. Yeah. Amen. Amen? When we're out in the world, we need to look at people's faces. And we need to see what's on their heart. And we need to be available to minister at any time. Even if it's just a smile, if it's a kind word, or maybe they're in the mood for some real love of God. Yeah. Amen? But, but we have to be willing to be different. Because if we're not different, we have, a, we have a goal when we go into the pet store, and that was to get dog food and look at the cats to see if there's some really pretty ones, because we always do that. And, and, then, and then we get the other stuff, and then we go in, and we don't even look at the lady. We just, yeah, here's my car. Oh, you're having a good day? Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody said that to her. They're the same. But if you really look at them and you smile... And you let the love of God smile through you. And you say, how is your day today? And they say, ah, it stinks. You say, you know what? It's going to get better. It's going to get better for you. And they just say, why would it? Because God loves you. We're going we're gonna to believe it will get better for you. And you walk out, and at least they have that much more hope than they had when you walked in. And maybe somebody else will walk in right behind you, 
And that makes you different. Why? Not because you could say, not because you could tell them something, but because what you told them had power. It had the ability to give them success. Right? Anybody can say a kind word, but only those that have love can say an anointed kind word. Anybody can pray, but only those who love can have successful prayer. Amen? It sets us apart. Look at 1 John, and we'll maybe close with that. We've talked about it all night. Let's just look at it. 1 John 4, 15 and 16. These are the things that separate us. When, when we choose to walk in the love of God, when we choose the righteousness over unrighteousness, when we shine when everything around us is dark, when we do those things outside the church, right? Because you're not going to be different in here, right? Right? Like right in here, right now, I can tell you right now, I love everyone in here. Right? And when I walk outside, I may have to try. In here, it just happens. Why? Because this is my people. Right? We're, we're with one another. If you can't love in here, you do need to come down and pray with these people at the end. Because your salvation may not be complete. But you can, if you can love somebody yelling at you. I remember at my nephew's funeral recently, somebody came in that was in a bad way. And they were hurting, but they were also helped their hurt with some chemicals. And they began to yell and scream at, at the end of the service. And I stood for them and I said, mm, I'm sorry you're not very happy today. God loves you. What can I do for you? How can we make this better? What, 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 can, what, what will make you feel better today? Look, can I pray? Can I, can, what can we do? And she just kept yelling. She kept throwing a fit, and I just kept calm. And I just kept saying, oh, Lord, what do I do? Looking inside, what do I do? What do I do? And it was like a, my, Ramsey called it an episode of Jerry Springer. <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? And just kept looking to the inside. And, and before it was all done, just being kind, just, 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 just being there. And saying, hey, we love you. We don't want you hurting. What, what can we do? And, and eventually that calmed her down and got her to a place where we could talk. And hopefully hopefully helped her. I believe in somebody else came after that. But I did my part. Amen? Because there had been years where I just wanted to grab her and hug her really hard. <laughs> All right? Until she had to be quiet. Thank you, Lord. First John 4:15. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him, and, God, and he in God. When you confess Jesus as Lord of your life, and, and you confess that you knew he was the Son of God, then immediately God began to dwell in you, and you begin to dwell in God. Now, how far you take that beyond that is up to us. That, that you, you immediately differentiated yourself when you confessed Jesus as the Son of God. You made yourself different. Why? Because now God's dwelling in you. Now you became the dwelling place of God. And you became a conduit in which He works through. You weren't that before. Now you are. What a good thing to be. Amen? What an awesome thing to be. And He said, And we have known and believed 
But after you confessed Jesus was the Son of God and, and you dwelled in Him and He dwelled in you, now you've known and believed the love that God has to you. Until you confess, you, you, somebody could tell you God loves you, but the minute you confess Jesus as Lord, the minute you're saved, there, there's something new. You, you now not only know that He loves you, you know that you know that He loves you. Amen? Well, what he's done for you becomes real. And, and, and you know that, and you believe, that not only do you believe in the love of God, you're knowing the love of God that he has for you. And then it says, God is love. Every quality that you read in 1 Corinthians 13, God is. Right? He, he, he doesn't have kindness, he is kind. And because he is, we can be. Right? And people say, yeah, we need to be kind. No, we need to be kindness. That, that separates you out. When everybody else is acting kind, you're being kind. Because the act goes away. The be stays. It remains. Amen? Remember at the end of chapter 13, 1 Corinthians, it says, And now these three abide. Remain, dwell, live in, continue in. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. They all abide. Where do they abide? In you, in me. Through God. Amen? And it sets us apart. It puts us in a place. You know, people say, how can I pray for this person? How can you not? You have the love of God in you. If you don't pray, who's going to? The reason God said, I want you guys to pray for your nation is because He knew we could. Because only people with the love of God can pray right. Everyone else prays their way. Right? This is what I want. This is what I need. This is how it should be. You don't know how it should be. You don't know. God knows. Trust in Him. Amen? When we trust in Him, we'll get the right result. Even if the whole world, including everybody you agreed with, thinks it's wrong. Now, I'm not saying what's right or wrong. I'm just saying don't look to the world for your agreement. Don't look to the world for your answers. Look to God for the answer. Amen? Amen? Whew. It's helping us tonight. It says, And we have, we have known and believed the love that God hath for us. And he that dwells in love dwells in God and God in him. Glory to God. When we dwell in love, when we abide in, continue in, stay put in love. That's what he's saying. The way you stay different, the way you be different is you remain different. Easy to love right here. Maybe not as easy when you get home. What Miss Gloria said one time, and she said, if you can love at home, you can love anywhere. Right? But the truth of the matter is, is if, if we can be different here and stay different there, then we'll make a difference in the world. Amen? Because the love of God dwells in us, it gives us an ability. Every place we go, it gives us an ability that no one else in that room has unless they're different like we are. Yeah, that's what you want to be. You want to be different like all these people. I'm different like this two million people. But you know what? If only two million people were different, that's not a majority. 
We, we want to get a majority of people acting different. And if all those people begin to separate themselves unto God, come out from among the world and separate themselves and act like who He's made them and react like who He's made them. And love is their answer at all times. Love is their operation at all times. And He, and he works through us and in us. And we always have answers. We always have an answer for the hope that lies with us. And we have hope to give. Why? Because we're abiding, living, dwelling, staying in the love of God. In that love and through that love, we always have victory. And not only do we have victory, we make room for more victory. Amen? Because love never fails. So if we use this difference, this distinguishing mark on our heart, Love, God, Christ. Amen? When we use these things, He sets you apart for such a time as this, for such a day as this, for such a moment as this. He set us apart to walk out into the world and be different. Not weird different. Don't go around prophesying to people. They already think you're weird. Just because you're talking about Jesus, you start prophesying, they're running. Right? Just love them. There may not be anything else you can say, right? Just tell them how pretty their dress is today or, I don't know, be led. If you're dwelling in love and you have love in you, you ought to be able to be led by love because it's the Spirit of God that's in us. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. Stand to your feet. If I keep talking, I'll just keep talking. Thank you, Lord. The end of those verses says there's no fear in love. So when you don't have fear, you also... If you're not operating in an amount of fear in this world today, people are going to think you're weird. They're going to think you're loopy if you don't worry. You know, they'll tell you, he's just too, he's too ignorant to worry. <laughs> Something's wrong with him. He's not afraid. The mountains are falling into the sea. He's not afraid. No, he's not. He's different. He's not worried. His God's got this. His God made the mountain. He can take care of me. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. You guys got a song? Go ahead and sing it. I am living.